This is the Savvy Parent Podcast, where lawyer and financial planning expert Shannon McNulty and her guests share tips on how to make smart legal and financial decisions for your family. On this episode of the podcast, Shannon is joined by Liz Sylvan, financial planner from the company Cultivating Wealth. Liz joins us to discuss the idea of renting versus owning a home when you're a parent. Taking on a mortgage is a major adulting moment, and Liz crushes the myth that owning is always better than renting. We talk about the considerations you'll want to make when coming to the decision about which is a better choice for your family, and we also discuss COVID's impact to the decision of renting versus buying, and how that decision factors into your overall estate plan. Enjoy the episode. All right, well, we are back on the podcast. Shannon, as always, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here. And our guest, Liz, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, we're excited. So tell us a little bit about what you do, Liz. So I'm a certified financial planner at a firm called Cultivating Wealth. Uh, We help families uh, with comprehensive financial planning. We look at all aspects of people's financial lives, cash flow, um, retirement projections, investments, for families especially, education planning. So, um, you know, paying for college and planning around that. And then we do a lot, especially in the last year in real estate scenarios for people who are, you know, making changes in that area and, you know, really looking at people in a holistic way for, you know, in in all aspects of their financial life. Yeah. I love that. Now, Shannon, tell us why was it important that we have Liz on to talk about renting versus owning your home? So this is something that comes up a lot when I'm working with young families and they're often trying to kind of get their things in a row. And often that's you know, we're really talking about adulting here. So often that comes with or thinking of buying a house and then they're thinking about, oh, maybe if I'm getting a house, do I need a will? And, you know, all of these other things that kind of come along with that. And certainly working with clients in New York, New York is so real estate centric and there's, there's anxiety over it as well as excitement. Uh, but there's so many questions about uh, renting and owning and all of the different options. And I thought, especially now that we're hopefully coming out of the COVID pandemic, um, you know, things, the real estate market has really changed over the last year. And I thought it would be great to talk to Liz about the different options and the considerations that people, people should think about when they are making a decision about buying a home. Yeah, I love this. I'm excited about this conversation because we were homeowners for 10 years, sold about two years ago, and now we're renting. So I'm excited about this conversation just to see kind of what your perspective is. So Liz, renting versus buying, it is a question that many parents ask themselves. So how do you start advising on this probably complicated question? Yeah, so I think the first thing to look at is financial readiness. So when I'm talking to people about whether they're um, ready to buy a home, I'm looking at whether they have saved enough for a down payment. And to me, that means, you know, approximately 20% of the purchase price, ideally, to start them off on really good footing. Um, I want them to have a really good solid emergency fund um, because with homeownership comes a lot of unforeseen expenses. And so it's really important that people are prepared for those. I also would like to see people have, you know, a solid budget for what they um, spend every month and really know what's coming in and what's going out and how much they can be saving for other things. Um, because as I said, there are so many unforeseen expenses sometimes with home ownership that it's really important to know that you have enough and that you're on track for the other types of competing goals that we sometimes have as homeowners. So 
that means, you know, saving enough in our retirement plans and making sure that by owning our home, we aren't sacrificing um, our future retirement or saving for our children's education and making sure that we're on track for that as well. Um, so financial readiness would be probably the number one um, aspect that I look at for clients. And then also, um, you know, how long they're planning to spend in the home. So whether they're looking at this as a long-term commitment. So to me, that's one of the biggest factors that we want to look at when you're renting or versus buying is how long you're going to stay in a place. So knowing that this space is going to be okay for the long-term and not just, you know, right now when you have one child in this kind of like temporary um, place. So those are the two probably main factors I would look at. Yeah. And given with where we are with COVID and that we're sort of, we hope coming out of this pandemic, how does this impact the idea of renting versus buying? It's been an interesting time for sure. Um, I think that initially there was a huge, you know, people were very panicked. And where I live in New York City, it was really like, okay, I either have to, you know, figure this out and have more space and have outdoor space or, you know, have a bigger apartment where I can work from home or I have to flee the city. And, you know, we know people who have panic bought houses at sight unseen outside of the city because they were really needing that kind of like security. But now as things have settled and things are opening up and people are understanding more what their kind of long-term future looks like, they're knowing whether they're going to be able to work from home long-term or whether they're going to have to go back to the office. I'm seeing people take a little bit of a step back. I think um, renting in some ways has become more appealing to people because Rents are down um, all over the city. Um, and um, right now, it, the competition to buy is very, very strong. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's all over the country, but also, especially here as well, mortgage rates are low and people are finding it, you know, a real opportunity to buy. And so I see people kind of stepping back and saying, you know what, I don't want to be like competing with these people, with other people. I'd rather just, you know, rent for a little while, stay where I am, and then make a decision later uh, to see what makes sense. Absolutely. And you're starting to touch on this New York City being a high cost of living area. So for people who are living maybe in other areas of the country, how does location need to be considered in this conversation? Um, yeah, you talk about areas like New York City, the Bay Area, where uh, houses are going for quite a lot of money and apartments are selling for quite a lot of money. Yeah, renting can seem kind of ideal in those situations. So can you give any sort of thoughts or advice when we're looking at maybe other other types of environments um, and cost of living is maybe a little bit lower? I think some of the same principles apply in other places that apply here. So, you know, longevity, how long you're planning on staying in a, in a place certainly applies. And I think also, you know, in, in all over the country, we're seeing high, high demand for, for homes right now. And so making sure that we're not, you know, getting wrapped up in the competition of, you know, trying to get a place right now um, is, is important. And, and knowing that, you know, your, your financial long, your long-term financial viability is much more important than kind of this kind of like short-term need to have something. Um, and that, you know, maybe in the future we can't time the market, but as demand may wane, prices might start to stabilize a little bit and there may be a little bit less demand for, for homes. Absolutely. I mean, I think owning a home is something that a lot of people aspire to and it helps you feel like, okay, I, I'm adulting, right? I own my home. But in reality, yeah. there's a lot of challenges that come from it. Personally, I actually enjoy being a renter as an adult, but I know a lot of people feel like, oh, you're just throwing your money away if you're renting and not owning. So can you speak to that point a little bit? Sure. 
So I don't necessarily think that's true at all. I think that there are a lot of unrecouped costs to owning as well as renting. So, um, you know, I, I can't, I know it's not the same throughout the entire country, but here in New York City, closing costs to purchase a home are very high. So it could cost, you know, up to 5% of the purchase price to buy. And then on the selling side, wherever you are, if you're paying a realtor, you're paying some, you know, high costs there as well. So if you have these kind of like unrecouped costs, your home may not appreciate enough to cover them. And in that way, you could be throwing money away in the same way that you're throwing, you know, throwing money away as a, as a renter. Additionally, you know, home maintenance can really eat into your um, ability to recoup your costs that you put in. So there can be a lot of unforeseen costs um, with buying a home. Sometimes you don't know what you're getting into. Your home could need a new roof, new water heater immediately. Um, sometimes people like buy a home and they had the inspection and they think everything is great. And then they find out that there's structural issues that need to be dealt with that they're not going to recoup. So to me, you know, you're not necessarily throwing money away as a renter if you're going to then have these other costs as a homeowner that you're also not going to see the benefit of. Yeah, I think that's a really great perspective and one that I know I was able to come to. But again, it feels like, well, I'm not necessarily an adult if I continue to <laughs> rent with my family. And again, I think a lot of us aspire to buy a home. So it's great to hear from a professional that sometimes renting really is a good choice, um, especially financially. So yeah. Sometimes people use these, you know, rent versus own tools and they can see that it comes out maybe as less expensive to rent versus buy. You've already touched on this. It, it can feel like maybe renting is better short term, but buying is better long term. How can we take that timeline perspective into account a bit more? So there's a rule of thumb that if you're going to stay somewhere for longer than seven years, it's better to purchase. And if you're going to stay there for less than seven years, it's better to rent. Now, of course, with every financial decision, it really depends on your particular situation. So I couldn't say that that's true for everyone. But because of things like closing costs, um, property taxes, um, other maintenance, you know, sometimes it actually is financially beneficial to rent where you actually are just paying somebody else, but it may be less um, than you're paying when all of the expenses that you're paying all in on homeownership. Um, so I think that, that that timeline makes sense for a lot of people because the home really has to appreciate and you have to be able to be building equity during that time in order to, for you know, it to make sense in the long term. Yeah, you're talking about really sort of logical and practical ways to decide rent versus own. But I think parents, a lot of times we crave stability and renting, rent could go up. If you're renting someone else's home, they could sell or decide they don't want you to rent. So it can often feel like owning gives you stability. Should this be a driving factor when parents are making decisions or should they really go to more of those sort of concrete um, numbers and facts that you've already talked about? Mm -hmm. So that's a really good question because it, every financial decision is not only a financial decision. It really is emotional also. And when I work with clients, we talk about their feelings about these things too, because it's not only about the dollars and cents they have to, it has to fit in with their lifestyle. So I would say that emotionally, it can be a factor. Do I think it should be the driving factor in making the decision? No, but I do think it is an element. And if someone is kind of on the cusp of being ready, but they're not quite there yet, that emotional part could put them over the edge. So I would say that stability is one of those factors. And then the other is really just being able to make a home their own. And it's sometimes something you can't do as a renter. So when you have children, you often want to have a laundry room 
And some, you know, apartments don't have a laundry room or a place, you know, or a place where kids could, you know, have their own space. So to me, you know, having, being able to kind of build out your own place and make it your own is something that you can do more easily as a, as a homeowner. And that's another kind of intangible benefit of homeownership that you might not necessarily get with renting. Absolutely. As a renter, I'm very concerned about my, what my kids do to walls and how they play with things versus when we own I'm like, well, that's unfortunate, but it's mine. So I'll deal with it. Um, so you've listed a lot of good considerations that people can make when thinking about renting versus owning. Are there any other particulars um, we haven't touched on yet? Um, no, I think you've just about covered it. You know, I think that it's really important for people to, you know, be financially and emotionally ready for homeownership if they're there. Um, but to understand that there is absolutely no shame in renting and that sometimes it's a d- better financial and emotional decision for your family. Yeah, I love that. I think there's a stigma sometimes against renting mm-hmm. as an adult with kids <laughs> and a family. So I love that you're kind of crashing through that. So Shannon, how does this affect estate planning? Um, you know, do clients come to you talking about, I'm thinking about buying and and how does this affect the documents that I'm doing? Yeah, sure. So that is a question that I get a lot. And oftentimes it's, well, we're thinking about buying a house or a condo or something, and we aren't sure, you know, maybe we should wait to do our estate planning until we make a decision on that. And one, you really need a will, whether you have a house or not. So, you know, it's, it's not going to, unfortunately, either way, we're still mortal, whether we have a house or we're renting an apartment. And I think then the other part of it is that in some cases, it's better to have your estate planning done first before you go ahead and buy something. And that's because if you do something called a revocable living trust to avoid the probate system, then it's better to have the trust in place. And then you could purchase the house in the name of the trust instead of buying the house and then have to transfer it into the trust later, which is an additional cost. So I would say it's, you should, you know, if you are thinking of buying, it's probably actually a good time to get those documents in place, but you shouldn't wait and feel like you have to have a house to need a will. That's great advice. Thank you for that. Now, Liz, as we wrap up today, any final thoughts on renting versus owning or one or two takeaways you really want our listeners to capture? Sure. So, um, you know, I really hope that people understand, you know, as you said, that there's no shame in renting and that that sometimes can be a better financial decision for you. So I think that that's one of the takeaways I'd like people to, to have. And then also just to try to, you know, prepare financially. It's really, you know, my number one advice because making a rash decision about a purchase like this can be a disaster in, in the worst case and just, you know, a difficult stressor in, in, in a better case. So um, that just being financially ready and, and if you need help becoming more financially ready to seek out the advice of a professional who can help you get there. Great. Well, Liz, thank you so much for your time. I think not only, you know, helping people smash through that stigma that renting is in some way not adulting. Um, and just helping people understand kind of the the benefits. That was really great. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. And Shannon, as always, thanks for being here. Thanks, Sarah. It was great having um, Liz on. This was really helpful. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you again to Liz Sylvan from Cultivating Wealth for helping us understand a bit more about how to make the decision to rent versus own your home. For more financial and estate planning advice or to join our free community, visit us at thesavvyparent.us.